Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. start a new series, we want to talk about the subject of forgiveness. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but I think this is one of those subjects that we got to hit, I almost want to say more than once a year, because it's such a hard process to go through, depending on what you have to forgive or let go. So our series uh, is entitled, Let It Go, period. There should be a period there. If it's not, then it should be. But let it go period, in the discussion, let it go. But the process of letting it go is indeed a process. This subject of forgiveness is so complex and, 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 and so just deep and filled with emotional and situational complexities that I don't intend for us to leave today with a complete summary of, of instruction on how we can go through the process of forgiveness. My goal today is to just lay a foundation of what forgiveness is not. I want to kill all the misconceptions of forgiveness. A lot of times we hold on to unforgiveness because of some of these misconceptions that I'm going to present to you today. And by the end of this service, we'll kind of, I mean, at the end of this series, we'll kind of have a foundation on, okay, some steps that we can take toward forgiveness. Understand this, in forgiveness, you're freeing yourself first, not the person who's offended you. The whole process of forgiveness is all about, in the end, you. Amen? Let us pray, and then we're going to get right into this word. Eternal and gracious God in heaven, thank you today for this wonderful day that you have created. We are certainly glad, and we are rejoicing in it today. Oh, God, we thank you for your word, Father God, which has never failed and is certainly infallible, Father God. It has been a blueprint for our lives, and we've used it constantly. Today, as I share your word, God, I don't need to change it in any way because it's perfect, but I only pray that I represent it the best way that I can and that you are pleased with the words that I share today. Do me one favor, O God, if you would, bless this place today from center to circumference so that when we leave here, we can say we had a good time, not because worship was so outstanding or because I preached a great sermon, but because we had an encounter with you. O God, we love you, we honor you, and praise you. In Jesus' name, all those agreed would say amen. Amen. Let it go. Forgiveness. It can free you from your past. It can give you power over your circumstances. It can restore what's been taken from you. But the thing to know is it's your choice. It's your choice. Many sermons that we hear, let's be honest, Many times we've heard people talk about forgiveness, and even me. 
sometimes I feel like a Christian doormat, right? I'm supposed to forgive. I'm supposed to turn the other cheek if somebody offends me. I'm supposed to do even favors for my neighbor or my enemy if they hurt me. And I feel sometimes that many sermons that I've heard and you've heard and we've heard have made, had, has caused us to feel like Christian doormats. Like you can just do me any old kind of way and I'm supposed to just forgive you because that's what the Bible says. And that's true. But let's go deep. Let's go deeper. There are seven misconceptions I want to present to you today, and if you are taking notes and you need a pen, let me know. We can get you a pen right away. If you need a pen, raise your hand. Uh, If you need a handout, let us know. We'll get that in your hands as well. There's several things I want to present to you today, but the first thing I want to do is open this up with a quote by Louis B. Smees. It says this, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner is you. This entire series is going to point back to that quote. This entire series is going to point back to that quote because forgiveness starts and ends with you. You are the focal point in the process of forgiveness. Seven misconceptions I'll share with you about forgiveness, and we're going to get on out of here. The first thing I want to share with you, my brothers and sisters, is that forgiveness is not denying a wrongdoing. Forgiveness is not denying a wrongdoing. In other words, a lot of times we feel and hold on to unforgiveness because we were feeling that, well, if I forgive them, then I'm letting them know that it's okay and you really didn't do anything wrong and I'll get over it and I've seen worse things happen to me in my life, so it's not that bad. No, forgiveness is not denying a wrongdoing. It's actually observing and accepting that you were wronged. That's one step in the process of forgiving. It's not denying it. When you forgive someone, you are not giving them, they're not taking a part of you from you. You get what I'm saying? When you forgive someone, they're not taking like, oh, you know, now I'm the weak one. No, you're the strong one because you've started the process of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not denying wrongdoing. Acknowledging that you have been hurt or offended is part of the process. That's the first step. You know what? So-and-so, you offended me. I'm hurt. Let's talk about it. Don't expect anything. Let's talk about it. I'm not going to give you steps today. We're just going to lay out some foundational stuff about what forgiveness is not. The second thing I want to point out to you is that forgiveness is not waiting for an apology. Forgiveness is not waiting for an apology. Now, I know y'all won't admit it, so let me be the first. I can be spiteful. Y'all don't have to admit it. I, I just took it for you. I, I took that one for you, okay? I'm going to carry that cross for you and I. I can be spiteful. I'm not going to apologize. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going hmm. to wait. We're going to wait. Hmm. I'll walk by you and walk past you in the coffee room. You ain't going to say sorry. I'm not going to say sorry either. You've offended me. You, see, what had happened was you said, if you had never said that, then this wouldn't. And they're looking at, well, if you had never done this, and y'all are looking and both waiting for an apology, thinking that is, that is not forgiveness. Forgiveness is not waiting on an apology. Forgiveness is not saying, hey, once you say I'm sorry, then I'm going to say I'm sorry. 
Didn't y'all remember growing up, and I hated this, I won't lie, when you were a kid, and I think our parents set us up, you know what I mean? When you were a kid and somebody did something or, or you did something accidentally and your, ma- your, your mother and father said, hey, go tell them sorry. And you're like, all right, sorry. And you go back to playing, and it's like, I didn't really want that. I, I shouldn't have had to say sorry to them. And our parents set us up because now we're giving these false sorries. We're feeling like if I apologize, it's all good, baby. My kids are great with that, if I'll share that with you. My kids are great with that. Oh, my goodness. They, Junior will take something from Brooke or decide not to play with Brooke. And I'm like, that's wrong, man. You can't, you can't do that because she doesn't want to play your game. Go apologize. Sorry. Okay, now can we get back to what we were doing? It's like it's got to mean something, brother. You gotta, you know, you gotta, it's got to come from the heart. And I think that we're setting our kids up like our parents set us up. If you say sorry, it's okay. It's forgiven. And that's not true. Forgiveness is not waiting on an apology. It's actually being authentic about your apology. It's being authentic. Let's go to the uh, book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 17 through 19. And I love what Paul is saying here. He says, my brothers and sisters, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For Scripture says, this is Old Testament he's quoting. He says, for Scripture say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. When you are being spiteful, when you are saying, you know what, when they apologize to me, then I'll say I'm sorry. Then you are exchanging evil for evil. Being spiteful is, the, is, is an is a even exchange. It's like, you're going to be this way, I'm going to be that way too. And it clearly Paul is saying, don't do that. Why? Because it's not your battle anyway. It's the Lord's. He quoted old scripture on it. He says, listen, the Lord says, listen, I'll take the revenge. I got that. You just do what I ask you to do. Let me do my job. Get out my way for, for a change. Let me really be God. Third thing I want to offer to you, brothers and sisters, is that forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Some people will challenge you and say, no, 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 man. In Isaiah, God said, you know, I will wipe away your sins out of my mind forever. And it's like, no, no, no. So you're trying to say that God is forgetful? (laughs) You said our great, wonderful God is a forgetful God? He suddenly has amnesia every now and again? No, he doesn't forget. He remembers what has happened, but he does not judge you accordingly. He does not interact with you according to what has happened in your past. He interacts with you according to what his son did for you and I. What he's saying is, I'm not going to forget it. I'm just not going to interact with you according to what had happened. We're going to move past that. And the same thing with you. I don't know what thing you've gone through, you know. Uh, I've shared my testimony several times. I mean, I got so much stuff I could be forgiving people for. I'm it's going, I think I'm going to do that all my life. I'll probably be in my grave still trying to work on this process of forgiveness because I've been hurt so many times. And, you know, one of my biggest demons that I, I deal with is, is uh, molestation, being molested twice, two different people, one male, one female, two different events. And that's a hard thing. You, you took my, my purity. You stole something from me that I didn't realize was that valuable didn't give me the chance to make a decision. That's a hard one. And some of you all could be dealing with some very deep, 
dark emotional stuff that has happened in your family, that has happened with a friend, that has happened with a loved one, and it's, and, and, and it's a hard, deep process. But I want to tell you this. When you forgive, you don't automatically think that your mental mind, your, your, your mental hard drive is suddenly erased because you said, I've forgiven you. No, you're going to still remember the hurt. You still remember the pain. You still remember the letdown and the neglect. You still remember sometimes even the sense that were, uh, that were the smell of, of whatever was going on at the time. You remember the sound of whatever was going on at that time. You remember certain things. You won't forget. I want to free you from that. So many people feel, oh, I got this big old spirit of unforgiveness in me because I still think about it every now and again. And, baby, I want to tell you that's okay. Let that be part of your process remembering it, but this is where it has to stop. It's when you allow that thing that has held you prisoner for so long to, 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 to not allow you to move into what God has called you to do. You're holding on to unforgiveness for so long. You haven't released that. You haven't forgiven someone in your heart for so long that you can't even move to the next step and next phase of your life. When you allow your life to be stopped because of your past, and because you've allowed unforgiveness to rest in there, then that becomes the problem. The memories don't go away, but how you react and move on and live your life in the future moving forward, that has to change. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Now, y'all know how I like to do. I like to share a little bit of New Testament words with you all so y'all can seem deeper than I am. And so... Let's look at the scripture, and then we'll go into some Greek words here. I love what Paul says to the church in Philippi. He says this, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to stop just right there real quick. Because if we think about the, the, the man we know as Paul, who was Saul, there's so much tied up into that one statement. Watch this. There's so much tied up in this one little thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. He could be talking about forgetting the fact that I come from this, this wonderful bloodline, forgetting the fact that I was once uh, uh, one of the, the, in the hierarchy of religious hierarchy. He could be talking about the good stuff, and he could also be talking about the past because once he gave that stuff up, oh, he was a marked man. You best believe it, baby. Everywhere he went, he had a big red target on his back and on his chest. He was persecuted, thrown in jail, considered a traitor, a punk and all, all this other stuff. And he said, I could, you know what? I could focus on that and be mad at these people that I used to break bread with. I can focus on that and give mad energy to that stuff. You know, I could focus on that and just kind of find a way to get back at these Pharisees and Sadducees because I know how to because I hung out with them forever and I was one of them. But he says, no. Mm-mm. Forget the past. I'm not thinking about that. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. When we look at this word forgetting, the Greek word for it is, give me a minute here. This is a long word. I practiced it several times this morning. I still don't think I got it right. I listened to it, so I'm going to do my thing. It's uh, epilon, epilon thanamai. Epilonthanamai. Epilonthanamai. Got it. That's it. That word, when he's talking about forgetting, 
That word means, it's a verb, first of all, forget means given over to oblivion. In other words, letting it go. My son, Jakai, and I were at a performance that I did just a few weeks ago. And we were outside, and they were giving the kids balloons. And we noticed, my son asked, he says, Dad, and it was a really deep question because I didn't have an answer. He says, Dad, when the, when the kids let these balloons go and they're flying in the air, where do they go? And how high do they go? Do they make it to heaven? Do they? And I thought about it, and I says, well, doggone, I don't know that one, son, because I don't follow the balloon when someone releases it, right? And I thought, I says, where does the balloon go? Oblivion. And just like that balloon, we have to do the same thing with our past. Let it go. Don't worry about where it ends up. Oblivion. And if it does reach heaven, oh, ain't that a blessing? Because that means God can work it out. You ain't got to worry about it. It is what it is. It's the past. You won't forget it, but move on. Let it go into oblivion. Let it go. Let it go. Do not allow the experiences of your past to dominate or dictate your future, prevent you from doing what God has planned for you to do. Let it go. Let it go. Fourth thing I want to offer to you, my brothers and sisters, and I struggle with this one sometimes. Forgiving is not trusting. Just because I forgive you don't mean I still trust you. Can we all agree that trust in many cases is easily built, but it takes only a second to break down and tear down and destroy? Trust is easily built. I spend time with you. We do life together. I share my business. You know my, I know your business. We hanging out. We trust each other all as well. Some of us, we trust people the first day. Some of us be like, hey, man, you cool, man. You come on to my house. And you done robbed my whole neighborhood, and I didn't even know it. Huh? Amen. Amen, church. Some of us are too trustworthy, and that's okay. Guard your heart, real stuff. Guard your heart and your possessions, I guess. Be careful in this crazy world we live in. The harder the times get economically, yeah, the more at risk we all are. Amen? But the truth of the matter is, trust is easily built. It's conversation, hanging out, but it takes just that much to destroy. So when you're forgiving someone, obviously at some point in your life, to some level, there was some trust involved. And now, watch this, when you forgive them for whatever offense they've caused on to you uh, or against you or however they've hurt you or wronged you, it doesn't mean that you suddenly have to trust them. As Christians, we got this thing. Remember what I told you? Perfection and Christianity are not synonymous. We're not perfect, right? It's the same thing. So all of a sudden, because I'm Christian, I forgive you. The other person on the other side of the wall is like, yeah, but you should trust me. You're going to keep judging me about what I did? Yeah, yeah, until you show me something different. Till I see something different in you, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had my trust. You destroyed it. And guess what? It's going to take way more energy, way more convincing to get it back, baby. I hope you're ready for a long haul. We got some ways to travel if you want to get back into this heart 
because it's a delicate, delicate, delicate organ. And you broke it once. So when you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean you have to automatically trust them. I'm freeing you from that. Somebody's like, amen. Somebody shout, amen. I'm, gonna go, I'm about to go down my list and forgive everybody. I ain't got to trust them, but hey, if I forgive you. I don't trust you, but I forgive you. Hallelujah. Trust is built slowly, but lost quickly, y'all. Remember that, so be careful with that. Fifth thing I want to offer to you, my brothers and sisters, is this. <sighs> and a lot of us struggle here. Reconciliation is not forgiveness. Reconciliation is not forgiveness. I love what Paul says this. this, this and this is what really brought it home to me. He says in Romans 12, 18, do all that you can to live in peace with everybody. Another translation says this, and I love the way this translation reads. It says, if it is possible, let me say that again. If it is possible, live at peace with everyone. Now, if this was a Baptist church, I would have had about five amens right there. I would have had a, a few amens if this was a Baptist church. Listen, if it is possible, if the key word, the starting point of this sentence, if, meaning that it may not be possible that you and I can do life together. It may, be, it may not be possible for me to, like, dap you, but I do forgive you. It may not be possible that we be in partnership again, but I forgive you. For some reason, we as Christians got it wrong and think that if you've offended me I should, and I forgive you, that we should still reconcile. And I say, no. The best thing some of y'all can do in this process of forgiveness is separate yourself from the person who offended you. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do, baby. And the shackles are dropped instantly. And you, ha you worry about it no more. For some reason, when we forgive someone, and, and I'm just going to be honest, can we talk about it from a relationship point? Because, yeah, I need to drink to that. Can we talk about it from a relationship point, especially as males, right? We get this so jacked up, right? We're dating girls. Everything is good. I, I, I broke your heart. You let me back in. You told me you forgive me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, but baby, you, 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 you forgave me. Why are you, why are you acting all brand new? Why is everything different? Brothers, we got to do better, man. And I'm not talking to y'all. I'm just telling y'all this so y'all can share with your friends who are not doing it right. <laughs> really? We get it wrong. Baby, you, 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 you said you forgive me. You, you, you said that we all good. That don't mean I forgot. That don't mean I have to trust you, and it doggone well don't mean that I have to reconcile with you. I forgive you. I freed myself to move on, but guess what? I just freed you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Relationships. It's a big problem with that. Reconciliation. I often hear sisters who are in these abusive relationships I often hear, this is the common thing I hear. I don't know where else to go. He said he's sorry. He said he loved me. But if he said it with his hand in the air coming down upon you, he don't love you. What you need to do, and if there's somebody in this room, that's you, when you leave this service, dial 911. And I got some brothers in here that just got saved, and we got your back. 
I got some brothers that just all the way ain't over there. I got, I got some Peters in this room that got your back. Huh? You don't have to stand for that abuse emotionally or physically. You're called to greater things. You don't have to sit there and take that. Forgiveness doesn't mean automatic reconciliation. So don't think because you've forgiven somebody, you have to reconcile. No, that could probably be the best thing you do is to separate yourself. And Paul says, if it's possible, if, if, if. And I love it even in the New, in, uh, New Living uh, Translation, he says, do all you can. Even doing all you can doesn't mean that everything is going to get back to where it used to be. I'm going to do my best, and if my best ain't good enough, adios. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I know I ain't coming back again. Amen, somebody. Six, forgiveness is not ceasing to feel pain. Forgiveness is not ceasing to feel pain. Oh, I recently was hurt. Some of y'all in this same room was hurt. I hate to keep talking about it, but it's, I mean, I'm still hurt. Where we had a church that closed and we started all over and we're still hurt. And people are like, oh, man, you still talking about it? Well, I'm not talking about it, but since my sermon is about it today, I guess I get to talk about it. Because it still hurts. I've forgiven what has happened. I've moved on. We got this beautiful congregation. We're doing some wonderful things. But dog, I still hurt. When I see my former pastor's name and I get an email about a new book that he is doing, it still hurts. When I hear about him asking for money for certain outreach things and we're struggling here, oh, baby, it hurts. When I see him post and somebody sends me a post that he made talking about he's got a million dollars He's worth a million dollars in his new company. And I'm sitting here saying, man, brother, I don't know if we're going to make it next week. Oh, baby, it hurts. When I talk to people that I went to church and did life with, and I hear of marriages falling apart at the seams who were at that same church, who were involved in some of those same small groups, marriages falling apart. Oh, baby, does it hurt. But I forgive you. I forgive you. Not because it's the Christian thing to do, not even because it's the right thing to do, but because I want to live. I want to drop the shackles. I want some freedom. I don't want to be held up and caught up in all of this stuff. I'm doing it for me, not for you. Now, if I could just find a way to just block his emails and text messages and all, Lord, I'd be a good man. Might breathe a little bit. So anyway, none of y'all have done it. I'm looking in this room. None of y'all have done it. But tell your friends, please, if y'all see a post from him, because I don't follow, you know, but if y'all tell your friends, if y'all see a post from him, don't send it to Pastor B because he ain't, he don't care. Life is good when I don't hear about that. It is. Amen. Forgiveness doesn't mean you stop feeling pain. A lot of us feel guilty, too, that we're, like we forgive somebody and we're like, man, but it still hurts and I'm still angry and it's like, okay, okay, that's fine. That's okay. You should. <laughs> you were offended. You were hurt. Something happened in, in, in your relationship with this person. It's okay to feel that. I want to free you today. If you're feeling pain and you've forgiven them, you have forgiven them, but you're still hurting, and it's okay. But don't let that feeling of hurt stop you from moving. You have to still be in motion. 
still moving toward your destiny, still moving toward what God has called you to do. Yeah, I'm hurt, but I'm going to keep on going. My head is bloody but unbowed. Keep on going for your sake, for your sake. Because guess what? They ain't thinking about you. Huh? When was the last email they sent you? You sitting up there all worried. They're like, hey, party over here. You seeing people sending you pictures. You know, they like, you know, ah. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. you like, oh, I'm so miserable. Oh, Jesus, it hurts. And they're like, ah, with another chick. Ah, <laughs> Come on now. I'm talking to some real folk in here, right? You just keep on moving, and you take you some, you know, you be out hanging out like you start taking you some pictures. Jeez, you know, at the beach and see what happens. Anyway, y'all made me get off subject. Final thing, my brothers and sisters, and we're out of here today. Forgiveness, because you've forgiven someone, forgiveness is not condoning or excusing the offense. A lot of times we, we, we look at that. Oh, I forgive you for what you've done. You know, I'll be honest. Can I share something personal with you all? For those who don't know my history, I wasn't always the person that I am today. I was a militant person. Um, I guess you could even say I was a bit of a racist, very prejudiced in my lifestyle at one point. I was introduced to some uh, rhetoric at a very young age, and it kind of changed my mindset and all of this stuff. And so I was kind of a hateful person. And so I really didn't like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I'll be honest. I'm, I'll admit it, and I know people on the podcast are listening. I didn't like him. I was like, what a fool. What an imbecile. How you going to let these people just punch you in the face and you say turn their cheek and let them punch you in the other one? I'm like, Malcolm X was like with the gun and Huey P. Newton and they trapped Brown and the Black Panther Party. Man, they walked up on City Hall with guns. I'm like, how dare you punk out like that? We need to fight them back. And by you doing that, you are condoning how they're treating us, black people. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. It's my past. It's my history. I've been redeemed, thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're mighty. <laughs> I've been redeemed. But that's how I felt. I thought that was so wrong. But I, until I really understood Dr. Martin Luther King, when I became a Christian and understood where his theology was coming from about slapped you and you turned the other cheek, he killed him with love. He destroyed him with love. He stood firmly on his beliefs, his faith, and strength killed him with love. He said, you can beat me all you want, but the God I serve will protect me. You can take even my body, but my soul rests with Christ. Whatever you want to do against me won't destroy what God has planned for me. Come on, baby. Because I forgive you doesn't mean I excuse what the heck you did to me. All I'm saying is I want to free myself, so I forgive you. I don't condone what you've done. Matter of fact, if I wasn't a Christian, you tell them, Santi, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd say some choice words for you. Hey, my Godson going to preach this thing for me. Amen. He's going to preach it for me. 
Final thing I want to share with you, my brothers and sisters, and we're out here. Because you've forgiven someone, it does not make you a doormat. You are a gatekeeper for everything that comes in and everything you let out. You are a gatekeeper for everything that comes in and for everything that comes out. That's every person that comes in, every situation that comes in, what you let out in terms of your forgiveness or unforgiveness. You are the gatekeeper. You are not a doormat. And so don't you ever think that because I've forgiven you and I've followed all the steps I'm supposed to follow in this thing called Christianity that I'm a doormat. No, baby, you got it wrong. I'm freeing myself and you too. Bye-bye. Get on. Kick rocks. Recap and we're gone. Forgiveness is not denying wrongdoing. Forgiveness is not waiting on an apology. Forgiveness is certainly not forgetting. Forgiveness is not trusting. Reconciliation is certainly not forgiveness. Forgiveness is not ceasing to feel pain. Forgiveness is not condoning or excusing an offense. Let us pray. Eternal and gracious and forgiving God, we thank you. Oh, God, your model of how you just gave your life here. And even while you hung from the cross, you pled for those who committed against you. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And so, God, today, as we walk through the process of this very complex subject of forgiveness... Grant us grace, grant us peace, grant us understanding. Most importantly, grant us patience. We want the pain to go away yesterday. We want the trust to come back today. But God, we ask this, that your will be done, not our own. We follow your timeline, which is perfect. So God, bless us today. Soften our hearts, Father God, so we can forgive some of those people who wronged us many, many years ago so that we can release ourselves from this bondage of unforgiveness and then move forward to how you'd call us to live. God, we love you so much and we honor you and we praise you. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us at our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.